Ezekiel chapter 7, the end arrives. The Lord's message came to me. You, son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says to the land of Israel. An end. The end is coming on the four corners of the land. The end is now upon you, and I will release my anger against you. I will judge you according to your behaviour. I will hold you accountable for all your abominable practices. My eye will not pity you. I will not spare you. For I will hold you responsible for your behaviour, and you will suffer the consequences of your abominable practices. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. A disaster, a -a one-of-a-kind disaster, is coming. The end comes. The end comes. It is awakened against you. Look, it is coming. Doom is coming upon you who live in the land. The time is coming. The day is near. There are sounds of tumult, not shouts of joy, on the mountains. Soon now I will pour out my rage on you. I will fully vent my anger against you. I will judge you according to your behaviour. I will hold you accountable for all your abominable practices. My eye will not pity you. I will not spare you. For your behaviour I will hold you accountable, and you will suffer the consequences of your abominable practices. Then you will know that it is I, the Lord, who is striking you. Look, the day, look, it is coming. Doom has gone out. The staff has budded, pride has blossomed. Violence has grown into a staff that supports wickedness. Not one of them will be left. Not from their crowd, not from their wealth, not from their prominence. The time has come, the day has struck. The customer should not rejoice, nor the seller mourn. For divine wrath comes against the whole crowd. The customer will no longer pay the seller while both parties are alive, for the vision against their whole crowd will be revoked. Each person, for his iniquity, will fail to preserve his life. They have blown the trumpet and everyone is ready, but no one goes to battle, because my anger is against their whole crowd. The sword is outside. Pestilence and famine are inside the house. Whoever is in the open field will die by the sword, and famine and pestilence will consume everyone in the city. The survivors will escape to the mountains and become like doves of the valleys. All of them will moan, each one of his iniquity. All their hands will hand limp. Their knees will be wet with urine. They will wear sackcloth. Terror will cover them. Shame will be on their faces, and all their heads will be shaved bald. They will discard their silver in the streets, and their gold will be treated like filth. Their silver and gold will not be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's fury. They will not satisfy their hunger or fill their stomachs, because their wealth was the obstacle leading to their iniquity. They rendered the beauty of his ornaments into pride, and with it they made their abominable images, their detestable idols. Therefore I will enter it filthy to them. I will give it to foreigners as loot, to the world's wicked ones as plunder. They will desecrate it. I will turn my face from them, and they will desecrate my treasured place. Vandals will enter it and desecrate it. Make the chain, because the land is full of murder and the city is full of violence. I will bring the most wicked of the nations, and they will take possession of their houses. I will put an end to the arrogance of the strong, and their sanctuaries will be desecrated. Terror is coming. They will seek peace, but find none. Disaster after disaster will come, and one rumour after another. They will seek a vision from a prophet, 
priestly instruction will disappear, along with counsel from the elders. The king will mourn and the prince will be clothed with shuddering. The hands of the people of the land will tremble. Based on their behaviour I will deal with them, and by their standard of justice I will judge them. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 8, A Desecrated Temple In the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth of the month, as I was sitting in my house with the elders of Judah sitting in front of me, the hand of the Sovereign Lord seized me. As I watched, I noticed a form that appeared to be a man. From his waist downward was something like fire, and from his waist upward something like brightness, like an amber glow. He stretched out the form of a hand and grabbed me by a lock of hair on my head. Then a wind lifted me up between the earth and the sky and brought me to Jerusalem by divine visions, to the door of the inner gate that faces north, where the statue that provokes to jealousy was located. Then I perceived that the glory of God of Israel was there, as in a vision I had seen earlier in the valley. He said to me, Son of man, look up toward the north. So I looked up toward the north, and I noticed to the north of the altar gate was this statue of jealousy at the entrance. He said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? Their great abominations that the people of Israel are practising here to drive me far from my sanctuary. But you will see greater abominations than these. He brought me to the entrance of the court, and as I watched I noticed a hole in the wall. He said to me, Son of man, dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and discovered a doorway. He said to me, Go in and see the evil abominations they are practising here. So I went in and looked. I noticed every figure of creeping thing and beast, detestable images, and every idol of the house of Israel engraved on the wall all around. Seventy men from the elders of the house of Israel, with Jazaniah, son of Shaphan, standing among them, were standing in front of them, each with a censer in his hand, and fragrant vapours from a cloud of incense were swirling upward. He said to me, Do you see, son of man, what the elders of the house of Israel are doing in the dark, each in the chamber of his idolatrous images? For they think the Lord does not see us. The Lord has abandoned the land. He said to me, You will see them practising even greater abominations. Then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the Lord's house. I noticed women sitting there weeping for Tammuz. He said to me, Do you see this, son of man? You will see even greater abominations than these. Then he brought me to the inner court of the Lord's house. Right there at the entrance to the Lord's temple, between the porch and the altar, were about twenty-five men with their backs to the Lord's temple facing east. They were worshipping the sun toward the east. He said to me, Do you see, son of man? Is it a trivial thing that the house of Judah commits these abominations they are practising here? For they have filled the land with violence and provoked me to anger still further. Look, they are putting a branch to their nose. Therefore I will act with fury. My eye will not pity them, nor will I spare them. When they have shouted in my ears, I will not listen to them. Ezekiel chapter 9, the execution of idolaters. Then he shouted in my ears, Approach, you who are to visit the destruction on the city, each with his destructive weapon in his hand. Next I noticed six men coming from the direction of the upper gate that faces north. 
each with his war club in his hand. Among them was a man dressed in linen with a writing kit at his side. They came and stood beside the bronze altar. Then the glory of God of Israel went up from the cherub where it had rested to the threshold of the temple. He called to the man dressed in linen who had the writing kit at his side. The Lord said to him, Go through the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of the people who moan and groan over all the abominations practised in it. While I listened, he said to the others, Go through the city after him and strike people down. Do not let your eye pity nor spare anyone. Old men, young men, young women, little children and women, wipe them out. Do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the elders who were at the front of the temple. He said to them, Defile the temple and fill the courtyard with corpses. Go. So they went out and struck people down throughout the city. While they were striking them down, I was left alone. I threw myself face down and cried out, Our sovereign Lord, will you destroy the entire remnant of Israel when you pour out your fury on Jerusalem? He said to me, The sin of the house of Israel and Judah is extremely great. The land is full of murder and the city is full of corruption. For they say the Lord has abandoned the land and the Lord does not see. But as for me, my eye will not pity them, nor will I spare them. I hereby repay them for what they have done. Next I noticed the man dressed in linen with the writing kit at his side, bringing back word, I have done just as you commanded me. John chapter 3, Conversation with Nicodemus Now a certain man, a Pharisee named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council, came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus replied, I tell you the solemn truth, unless a person is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb and be born a second time, can he? Jesus answered, I tell you the solemn truth. Unless a person is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit, it is spirit. Do not be amazed that I say to you, you must all be born from above. The wind blows whether it will, and you will hear the sound it makes. But do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus replied, How can these things be? Jesus answered, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you don't understand these things? I tell you the solemn truth. We speak about what we know and testify about what we have seen. But you people do not accept our testimony. If I have told you people about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For this is the way God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world should be saved through him. The one who believes in him is not condemned, 
The one who does not believe has been condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. Now this is the basis for judging, that the light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil deeds hates the light and does not come to the light, so that their deeds will not be exposed. But the one who practices the truth comes to the light, so that it may be plainly evident that his deeds have been done in God. Further testimony about Jesus by John the Baptist. After this, Jesus and his disciples came into Judean territory, and there he spent time with them and was baptising. John was also baptising at Anon near Salim, because the water was plentiful there, and people were coming to him and being baptised, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Now a dispute came about between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew concerning ceremonial washing. So they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you on the other side of the river Jordan, about whom you testified, see, he is baptising and everyone is flocking to him. John replied, no one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but rather I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, who stands by and listens for him, rejoices greatly when he hears the bridegroom's voice. This then is my joy, and it is complete. He must become more important while I become less important. The one who comes from above is superior to all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is superior to all. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The one who has accepted his testimony has confirmed clearly that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he does not give the Spirit sparingly. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things under his authority. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life. The one who rejects the Son will not see life, but God's wrath remains on him.